This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Want to tell you our sponsor is Nefarious. Well, not Nefarious. Sponsor is uh, the movie Nefarious, which is, uh, it's an unbelievably powerful movie. It is rated R, but not because of blood or violence or sex or swear words or nothing. There is nothing offensive in it. It's just powerful because uh, Nefarious is a demon. It's like a modern day screw tape letters, but he is challenging everything in our society. Uh, it is a powerful, powerful message. It opens in theaters nationwide starting April 14th. Buy your tickets now. I suggest that about 10 minutes before the film is over, get up off, get out of, get out of the theater. Because in the last 10 minutes, I appear. And <laughs> it is the biggest, most enormous fat face you've ever seen. It's horribly disgusting. Whoisnefarious.com? Grab your tickets now. Whoisnefarious.com? All right, you sick, twisted freak. We begin with the economy next. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. How are you? Well, I am just wrapped up with good news today. Uh, the job numbers have come out. Uh, wow. It mm, seems like maybe this isn't all uh, just uh, transitory. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? Thank God you did. Uh, also, we're going to talk to you a little bit about... Uh, you know, something that I just love, uh, Dylan Mulaney, is that his name? What's his name, Mulaney? Mulvaney. Mulvaney, yes. yeah. Mulvaney, even better. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney, you know, he's a Bud Light, I'm sorry. Did I just, did I just misgender him? Oh, no, I didn't, because he's a guy! He's a guy! We're gonna talk about his endorsement, not only for Bud Light, but also now for Nike sports bras. Now, if you want to have a guy advertise sports bras, you get me to do it, okay? <laughs> because I start running, man. <laughs> These things are jiggling. They hurt. I mean, I need a sports bra. 
Uh, uh, we begin. If you wanted me to fast, this is a good way to do it because I have 60. no appetite. <laughs> 60 seconds, we begin. By the way, the fast is tomorrow. Uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up. So if you've decided to sell your home and move to another one because, you know, I just don't have enough stress in my life, um, we can help you shoehorn in just a little bit more. Actually, we want to make it a lot easier on you with the right real estate agent. Uh, when you put your house up for sale, you have to have the real estate agent that really, truly knows your neighborhood, knows what the houses are worth, knows what you're up against, has a Rolodex of everybody who's like, okay, this room needs to be painted. We got somebody here. Just call them. They'll get it painted right away. You need an expert, and that's what we will help you find in your area. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, realestateagentsitrust.com has the person for you no matter where you are we will find the best real estate agent that we can possibly find in the area that has all of the best practices uh if we don't have one in your area we don't have one uh we've got a waiting list of over ten thousand real estate agents now but we want to monitor them and keep in touch with them. So we've got about 3,000, two or 3,000 agents that we can recommend. It's free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay, so we've got an exciting time happening for us. Um, now, the government numbers are a little different uh, than the ADP numbers. But the ADP jobless numbers uh, have already come out. We're waiting for the government's numbers. But uh, it sh- from ADP, it shows private sector hiring has decelerated. Uh, and uh, it's another sign that the U.S. is headed for a, a sharp slowdown. Or dare I say it, re- Recession. Dare I say it, Stu? Dare I? How could you? There's no risk of that. This is transitory. Right. Exactly right. So the company payrolls rose uh, by just 145,000 for the month, down from an upwardly revised 261 in February and below the Dow Jones estimate of 210. Now, here's what here's what they do. ADP. I don't I don't know what the Dow Jones does. I don't know what the government does. But I believe ADP has a very complex system because they're a they're a payroll company. And what they do is my understanding, I could be wrong, is they look at how many paychecks they cut last month. And then they give us the number that they cut this month. And they either add or subtract to that to give us the data. Now, if they add some sort of fancy algorithm, I would say that's why you can't trust it. Uh, But I think that's a pretty good one. You know, you're looking at all the companies and you're like, hmm, how many checks did we cut last month? How many checks did we cut this month? Okay, add or subtract. Seems pretty easy. Seems pretty easy, but the government has, you know, a New York Times bestseller list kind of algorithm going for it. So we'll we'll see. But uh, it's not supposed to be a good day. And the jobs, the actual jobs number is tomorrow, right? 
Is it tomorrow? I thought it was this So morning. I know there's one something that came out today, which is one of those more like another different type. There's the main jobs report, I believe. It always is comes tomorrow? out on Friday and it okay. comes out tomorrow. Okay. Even on, I guess, Good Friday. All right. Yeah. There's, some, there's something that comes out today in jobs. Um, yeah. There was something else that yeah. came out separately today. But the big yeah. number, to, I like this quote, by the way. Um, this is uh, from uh, uh, Chief Economist at ZipRecruiter, actually. I think uh, the image for me that most sums up where we are, labor market, is a chart by Bloomberg's chief economist, which shows that mentions of job cuts are now higher than mentions of labor shortages and earnings calls. That's a big reversal after 2021 and 2022, where Hmm. very much the years of the labor shortage and everyone was talking about how they were struggling to find workers were at a tipping point now. Yeah. So So we had all these people living off, you know, living off the teat of the government and they wouldn't work. Now, the people who will work are losing their job. So this is good. This is Mm. good news. Um, By the way, ChatGPT, they uh, did an analysis of the the job uh, market. Uh, They did this at the behest of a a Goldman trader, and he put in all of the things. He said, what what do you think? And basically, he got back, um, we're all on borrowed time. So I think that's good. I know. I, I mean, you know, nothing to worry about. Hey, listen, let me tell you. I don't know if you heard this, this is good news, <clears throat> but gold has approached an all time high. It uh, it has passed the two thousand dollar level. Uh, the all time high is two thousand seventy five. Price of gold yesterday was twenty twenty. Oh, it was a fine year as well. Um and uh, it looks as it looks as go as though um, gold uh, is going to hit this, according to Citigroup, twenty three hundred dollars in the near term. We get up to three thousand, four thousand dollars an ounce, three thousand, really. You're in a different world. OK. The reason why Citigroup is saying that it may reach $2,300 in the near term, uh, gold has found itself on solid ground as the U.S. dollar's strength tapered. Okay, are are any of your friends paying attention to this? Because this is the most, I read a diary of a guy uh, from World War II. And he was in Germany during the Weimar Republic. And he said, nobody had any idea what hyperinflation even meant. He said, we were just going along and we had inflation and, you know, things weren't great, but it wasn't hyperinflation. He said, seven days later, that was the only conversation you would have with anyone in Germany. When this happens, it happens fast. It's not like we're we're doing the slow approach to it now. This is the time for you to explain this to your friends and to your neighbors that massive change is coming. And the reason why you explain it is the opposite of what Neil Cavuto told me one time. Neil Cavuto, I said in 2008 that I thought we were headed for a crash And the banking system didn't make any sense. These home loans were out of control. And uh, he, when we got off the air, he didn't even look at me. I said, hey, thanks, Neil. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, and Neil and I were friends. And I said, 
is there a problem? Did I get something wrong? And he said, no, no, you didn't. And I said, okay, is there a problem? And he said, you're the most irresponsible man I've ever met. And I, I mean, it crushed me. And I said, oh my God, what, what did I get wrong? He said, you didn't get wrong. We know this is coming. We don't tell the American people because they will freak out. And I said, I'm respectfully, Neil, I disagree with you. We have to tell the American people or they will freak out. You need to brace people for this. It is the government's belief and it is many journalists belief that if they tell you these things, then it'll make you go do it. It'll make it'll just make it a done deal. I got news for you. Math is math. So it's coming. So don't freak out. Prepare, prepare and prepare your family and your friends. That way we have a better chance of not eating each other for (laughs) for dinner. And that could happen. I eat a lot. That grocery store is closed for 10 minutes. I'm knocking on your door. I'm just saying. Now, I told you yesterday that China and Malaysia were discussing the Asian Monetary Fund. You also had uh, Brazil involved in this. Listen to this story today. Tell me that we are a superpower anymore. Tell me that uh, our friends are not going to abandon us and our dollar. Listen to this. The Mexican president, uh, Orbrador, has uh, written to officials in China requesting Beijing's help in stemming the flow of fentanyl into Mexico. Now, I, for one, would just like to say at this point, I hope Beijing funds a wall on our southern border. If Mexico's northern border could just be protected by a wall, Wow, I'd be very disappointed. He said at a news conference that he had written the Chinese after U.S. officials encouraged him. U.S. officials encouraged him to reach out to Beijing in a recent visit. Why would we do that? Why would we encourage the Mexicans to reach out for help from the Chinese, our enemy? The Mexican president also struck out at the U.S. He complained about the U.S. in his letter and the rude threats coming from the U.S. officials to classify Mexican drug cartels as terrorist groups. I don't think that's rude. I think that's like fact. All right. We got to get over these. Well, that's hate speech. Not if it's true. No. Then it's just a fact. Um, he said, we've come to you in his letter to President Z. We've come to you, President Z, not to ask for your support in the face of these rude threats, but to request that for humanitarian reasons, you help us control shipments of fentanyl that can be sent from China to our country. Unjustly, the United States is blaming us for problems that in large member, measure have to do with their loss of of values that's not hate speech on his part that's true 
these positions are in themselves a lack of respect and a threat to our sovereignty. And moreover, they are based on an absurd, manipulative, propagandistic and demagogic attitude. That's our friend Mexico writing a letter to President Xi in China. Top Saudis now said that they are meeting with the Iranians in Beijing for a new peace conference. Okay, listen to this. This this is coming from an Iranian official who's standing right with a Saudi official. Quote, the era of the United States involvement in this region, the Middle East, is over. The regional countries are capable of preserving security and stability in the Middle East without any interference from Washington. The next steps will be discussed in Beijing. Huh. Do you remember when the experts all said that a Biden administration would restore us in good standing with the rest of the world. A Biden administration would put us back where we belong. And non-experts like me said, no, no, they won't. No one respects us with this kind of leadership. Little did I know we would not only not be respected, but we would be shunned because of what's happening in our country. Sponsor of this half hour is Relief Factor Sleep. You have a hard time sleeping, Stu? Um, uh, you should. I mean, I know your lifestyle. I know what's yeah. really going on. Uh, you really? Should, you should. Well, I, I feel like I sleep pretty well. Are you saying that? Uh, you shouldn't really. I shouldn't sleep no, well? No, I don't think you should sleep well. Really? You're a bad person. Wait. I mean, I'm not saying that. That comes from the Mexican president. I just got a letter from him. Oh, okay. He's like, could you help us protect from Stu? I mean, he's just you a know bad what? person. They should build a wall on their they border should. to stop me from I'm coming gonna over. Write. Yes. <laughs> anyway, if you're like Stu and you just can't sleep at night, um, I want you to try relief factor sleep. Um, I take it about probably two times a week. Uh, there are times when I just cannot shut my brain off and I go to bed and I'm like, okay, all right, anytime now. Uh, and then the clock starts ticking and you're like, okay, anytime because I've got to get up in like 10 minutes. Relief factor sleep. It's all natural. You won't feel it in your system. Uh, it is really good. And the next day you just wake up. Feel like you had a really good night's sleep. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number four relief. 800 the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. Relief sleep. Dream big and sleep tight. 10 seconds, station ID. So, uh, what is our. What is our plan? If your plan is I'm going to vote in the next election and hope that our guy wins. That seems like a bad plan. <laughs> Does anybody else feel like that? And I mean, it could work, but I don't think that should be our plan. A and really it can't work. It can help. 
right? Yes. It can help. It yes. can't work. work. It's not the yes. end of anything. You're never going to find your your savior in a vote. We have the Mexican president was right about one thing. We've lost our standards, our morals. Um, we've lost our minds. We have. We are a covenant country. Our founders made covenants with God. And we have broken them madly. I mean, we are, we're insane. The rest of the world is now looking at us. And remember how we used to look at France? Times that by 10. That's how France is now looking at us. Okay? We've lost our minds. Last night, people all over the world celebrated Passover. Do you know what the first commandment is in the Bible? Uh, I'm the Lord thy God. Have no other gods before me. Right? Okay. I was not going to say it that way, but I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I'm God. God's the guy. In the Torah, Mm -hmm. it is actually, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. So. Let's hmm. remember that that's who God is. I am the Lord thy God. I got you out of slavery. So if we remember that, I mean, God calls us each personally out of our own personal Egypt. You know, I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of my life just making bricks and didn't have any straw or anything. I'm just like, I got to make another brick. He calls us out of that slavery all the time. And most of us, you know, just like the Jews, they didn't leave all at once. I mean, they didn't not, only about 10 percent of them left. OK, and then they wandered around the desert for 40 years. God was there the whole time. But first, we have to leave Egypt. We are we are in slavery, spiritual slavery. Leave your spiritual Egypt. He'll meet us. He'll help us. Um, Tomorrow, I am asking you to fast and pray for our nation, for each of us to break the chains of the spiritual slavery that we are in as individuals and as a nation. We have to pray and fast to be able to leave our spiritual Egypt behind. It's a daunting task to find the promised land, but we found it before. All we need to do is find it again, or better yet, refound it. More information on this. It happens tomorrow. Please tell everyone you know. Tomorrow, let's fast and pray on this weekend of miracles. All the details are at glenbeck.com. Read it and share it with your friends. More in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Your home's going to look a lot better once you got new window treatments from Blinds.com. I've used Blinds.com several times over the years, but I recommend that you check them out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. I've gone to the uh, website amazing selection we found we found drapes we have found shutters and we have done blinds over the years 
Blinds.com, the easiest way to make your windows really look great. And I mean really super easy. You don't want to install them yourself? One price, no matter how many windows you're doing. Just click installation and checkout. You can pick them out yourself or you can talk to one of their design experts. But it's all free. They'll help you decide on the best selection. Everything from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades. You know one of the things I like about the design experts too is they don't talk you up in price. I was talking to this person and she was like, you know what? There's a better one for less money than that. And I'm like, I love you. Blinds.com. Save 40% off selected products now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got a way for you to save 20 bucks off your Blaze TV subscription. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP. I want to uh, I want to tell you now that you have everything you need inside of you except most likely the belief in yourself and in God. So many of us are struggling now saying I don't know what to do or I can't fix this. I've been part of the problem. Or my life is completely out of control. Or my life used to be out of control. I mean, I, if people only knew who I really was or what I've done, let it go. That is the past. Let it all burn down and walk away from it. Walk away from it. You don't have to carry the past with you. Because you've got a big job to do. Yesterday, I, I spent several hours just praying, and I just want to call you back home. I just, want to, I just want to tell you, God knows who you are, and he's calling you. And it doesn't matter what happened in your life. You are meant and designed to be happy and productive And it's hard. It is hard. You know, it's amazing to me. You know how many pastors pass down the, uh, the calling to be Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King was not the first selection. I mean, there were a group that went around and asked, hey, would you be the leader of this movement? You know how many turned him down? I think it was eight. Eight. How many pastors had heard the calling that weren't, weren't called, you know, by, the, by man but heard the calling and they're like, no, I don't want to do that. How many of us have said that? I have to tell you, I have said it one time. I have said it to him one time because I don't want to do that. I, I please, I'm not that guy. And I regret it. Because he knows the truth. You are. You just have, the, you have to have the courage. You know, yesterday, we were talking about the civil rights movement. 
the civil rights movement, those people stayed in place as they were, as water hoses were opened up. Can you imagine a water hose open up on you? They're three feet away and a water fire hose is open. That has to hurt. You have German shepherds biting you, and yet you still stand and you don't strike out. That's a miracle. And each of us have that inside of us. But we're too afraid now to stand up for our children. We're too afraid. We, we have got to stop. There are men and women, period. Confusion does not come from God. Gender is assigned at birth by God. You can say whatever you want. It's a free country. What time is it? Yeah, it's kind of a free country still. You can say what you want, and I'm not going to hate you. But you are not going to jam this crap down our throats because it's not true. It's absolutely not true. And if you're not willing to stand up today. You know, I would have I would have fought against slavery. Really? Would you have? Would you have? Because all you have to do is stand up and then have people say mean things to you. You're not willing to stand up. For our children, for our children, for something that we all know is true. Let me show you something that happens when we stand up together. You remember, what was it, last week I had Dr. Eric Hansen on, Henson. He's the ear, nose, and throat doctor in Texas whose medical license was yanked in 2023 over the Texas Medical Board's terrible interpretation of Abbott's 2020 mask mandate. He's a guy, ear, nose, and throat. He knows what happens when you put a mask over your face. And he said, I, I'm, I'm not telling my patients to put a mask on their face. I'm not going to put a mask on my face. It will make things worse. And science will show you that those masks do nothing. They do nothing. His license was suspended. Well, I asked you to call the Texas Medical Board. We called the Attorney General's office. Several people in the audience called the Attorney General's office, called the governor's office. They challenged his so-called uh, uh, science. They challenged that. That's not that's so-called science. We. You've got to wear a mask. No, 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 you don't. And they put his medical license, his business, his staff, his patients, all in jeopardy. Before the interview last week, my producer emailed the Texas Medical Board to confirm that this was going on. And we asked them, why would you revoke the license in 2023 when the mandates were lifted in 2021? We got a very snotty elitist reply dr henson's refusal to complete the terms of his non-disciplinary 2021 remedial plan which he agreed to while his uh, while with his legal counsel is the sole basis for the recent suspension 
Uh, Dr. Hansen voluntarily entered this remedial plan with the board agreeing to comply in complete blah, 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 blah. Uh, Dr. Hansen could have completed this requirement during the three month period when he was notified of his show of compliance proceeding in December 2022. Um, he he could still take the pass, uh, take the exam and pass today, provide documentation to the board, thereby completing that requirement, blah, 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 blah. So they were basically saying, we punished him. He accepted that punishment. And now what? Well, you shouldn't have punished him in the first place. So what happened? Well, let me tell you about the note we got yesterday. I'm happy to announce the Texas Medical Board has reinstated Dr. Eric Henson to medical practice after suspending his license last week for his refusal to follow their 2020 mask mandate. I think public pressure from conservative media helped tremendously. No, it's not conservative media. It's not conservative. It's the conservative media audience. It's when you stand up. If you, if we talk and it doesn't move you to do something, then what good is conservative media? It's the hearing of the message and the action you put behind it. This is the power of this audience. It's the Blaze Media community. Truth over tyranny. Reality over delusion. You know, this... Reminds me, there was a, do we have the ad from uh, New St. Andrews College? I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this message. Yes, there was hypocrisy, pietism, self-righteousness, injustice. But this land became strong despite it all by God's grace and by the sacrifice of farm boys stop, crawling up stop. foreign be- That's, that's, you picked it up in the, in the beginning or the middle of it. Can you just pick it up on my... Can you pick it up here on my computer? Listen, I want you to listen to this from the beginning. Go ahead. Do you have it up on the computer? Here it comes. Not used to it. Hang on. Let me start it again. Here it is. Do you smell that? I hope you're not used to it. I'm talking about that vicious, eye-burning, skin-peeling smell that surrounds all of us. The smell of proxy wars with overtones of the parties and Hunter Biden's photos. Feminism, trans madness, faux pandemic, real panic. Climate tyranny, social media slavery, Epstein's suicide, fair elections with hints of brimstone charred oak, and the Pelosi's stock profits, all stewing in a Houston Planned Parenthood's dumpster in August. That is the smell of the thing we once called America, dead and composting. The postmortem on America isn't complicated. First founded by starving pilgrims and slaves, refugees and immigrants crying out to God for deliverance, this nation was pitched like a tent by men and women struggling in the mud and the dust who survived drought and depression and twice left home to bleed and die and save the world. Yes, there was hypocrisy, pietism, self-righteousness, injustice. But this land became strong despite it all by God's grace and by the sacrifice of farm boys crawling up foreign beaches and the sweat of their fathers, tilling soil and feeding beef. American boys tamed the sky, 
and walked in space. We touched the world with our Navy, our love of sports and stories, underdogs and barbecue. And now, we touch it all with our rot. The greatest nation in history has been laid low by one simple evil. Lies. The deadliest was the first, the lie that our greatness was our own doing, and so many more came after. The lies of secularism, moral neutrality, and self-fulfillment, of feminism and Marxism, the lies of the sexual revolution and evolution, pointless wars and taxation, inflation and a manipulated currency, the lies that lashed out at God, tearing away at our belief in beauty, goodness, and truth, the lies that sought to place our own lusts and the lusts of our masters on God's throne. Lies to control, to placate, and to destroy. The storm of lies has reached hurricane force now. Whole states are being evacuated. The deception swirls so fast and furious that the liars don't even bother to hide it. Question, where do lies get their power? Answer, from the idiocy of the deceived. How many lies can a people believe before it's their own fault? One, two, 44,000. Lies lose all their power when the deceived become wise, when their minds are no longer easy to bridle and control, when they learn to think and can seek the truth through any fog, and when they learn to laugh at those lies, the winds will reverse, the fog will clear. Do not despair. These are the times we were given. We are the people God made for this moment. The faithful and the undeceived will rebuild in the ruins, and we will do it singing, feasting, loving, and laughing. We will plant again, and we will harvest 30, 60, and 100-fold. After all, composting empires make the richest soil. New St. Andrew's College. Liberal arts for lovers of truth. Laughing at lies since 1994 that's a college in moscow idaho is unbelievable just unbelievable you hear this don't despair don't despair stand up be on god's side and stand up and speak the truth we encourage you to please join us in our mission to save america no to save freedom to save freedom for our children, to save truth. Join us, blazetv.com. Uh, you can go there now, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 20% right now on your subscription. Three kinds of people out there who love tax time, IRS agents, accountants, and cyber criminals. Everybody else kind of hates it. The scammers online that can file your taxes your, with your personal information. They falsify items like number of children, medical expenses, uh, retirement account contributions, things like that. And guess where they don't have the IRS send the check? To you, to you, the taxpayer. It is really important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. Everything we do is online right now. So, 25% off a subscription to LifeLock is helpful. Top of the line in cybersecurity, it has both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Now, nobody can um, uh, stop all 
cybercrime. Monitor all transactions. Not possible. But LifeLock by Norton is the best out there. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Boy, it seems like the uh, the state of our states uh, is a little dark. Um, the state of New Mexico has now caved. This is a good win. Has now caved on its demand that doctors help patients kill themselves. Uh, now, I know that's really controversial, really controversial, you know, um, you know, especially within a group that says first do no harm. Um, that's the hypocritical oath, right, Stu, isn't it? I think first do no harm and then I want to help you kill yourself. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the hypocritical oath. Um, anyway, uh, they've overturned that. See, here's what what happened uh, was they were taken to court because uh, there's a lot of like, let's say Christian doctors that are like, I can't recommend that somebody kill themselves or introduce them to a doctor that will kill them. And uh, just like the right to do those kinds of things, right? Uh, And uh, it actually won. Uh, Now, what they'll probably do is probably just start excluding those kind of Christians from medical schools. But uh, it seems like our government might be more interested in killing life than saving life uh, lately, or just mutilating it. Just mutilating minds, bodies. It's good stuff. Good stuff. We're going to show you how to fight through it next. The Glenn Beck Program. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. America has lost its mind. 
We have truly lost our mind. Uh, and the rest of the world knows it. I, I want to share a couple of stories with you. First of all, what's happening in Canada is even further than we have gone yet. Um, the uh, leftists um, up in Canada want to create an anti-free speech zone around drag performances. Uh, so, you know, you'd have a, I don't even know, 250-foot zone around, uh, you know, any drag performance or drag person. And if you say anything, any offensive remarks, the government will fine you $25,000. <laughs> We've lost our mind, gang. We've lost our mind. This next half hour may cost me a fortune if I was a Canadian. Stand by, buckle up. We go there in 60 seconds. Imagine going uh, to the online homepage of your cell phone provider. And the first thing you see is that your provider believes in the same things you believe in. I mean, you're like, wait, is this a trick? And it not only provides amazing, affordable service that can't be beat, and the price can't be beat, that you'd be saving money, but you're also joining the forces with a company that is helping fund pro-American, conservative, Bill of Rights kind of causes. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Well, it's possible, and it's called Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, 100% U.S.-based customer service is going to make switching easy. Do it now. You're going to save money. You're going to get the same great cell service because they're on the same cell, uh, cell towers. So patriotmobile.com slash back. Call them now, 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation if you use the offer code BECK. Call them now, patriotmobile.com slash back. Okay, so let's, let's just uh, look at a couple of stories here. Uh, parents felt pressure from gender clinics to transition children. This is a new study that is out uh, published in the uh, Washington Times. A newly released study found parents took their adolescent children to gender clinics and they said they experienced pressure to agree to the transition process and their children were worse off afterward, not better. The finding that see, this is really important. Somebody says you need to take your child to a gender dysphoria clinic. I say no. But, you know, maybe that's just the hate monger in me or the lover of truth that gender is eternal. Uh, okay, so I don't take my kid to the gender. These are parents that did, that did, and then agreed to the treatment, coming out and saying uh, their kids were worse off afterwards. My, my kids did not get better. They got worse, okay? So you're not coming in with, like, open up your scriptures now, and if you take them to the clinic, uh, they'll be worse, not better. Okay, it's not that. It's parents who most likely, like every parent that's alive today, we didn't grow up with times like this. I mean, I remember my parents going, you know, we didn't grow up with television. And I'm like, Grr. Wilma and Fred Flintstone had a television. When were you a child? And life seemed different, but not entirely. To, I cannot relate 
to being a teenager today. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a teenager today. It's ugly. It's just ugly. The choices and the things that they face and the lack of truth and stability. So uh, of the 390 parents who said they had visited a gender clinic or specialist, 51%, 51% said they felt pressured to transition their child socially or medically versus the 23% who said, no, I didn't feel that at all. 25 said, I, I don't, I, I'm unsure. I don't know. What's the right thing to say? Now, up in Canada, you're going to feel even more pressure. Canadian political party has introduced legislation that will create anti-free speech zones around drag shows and punish anyone caught making remarks deemed offensive. And who's going to be the judge of that? LGBT activists. Uh, and the, the government will come in and fine up to $25,000. Are you kidding me? I want to show you the press conference photo. Look at this, Stu, if you haven't seen it. This is the Canadian government in a serious non-Halloween <laughs> uh, press conference. Oh, a lot of people are wearing masks. What do you mean it's not Halloween? Yeah, like it's crazy they're still wearing masks. Uh, you'll see the woman in black that kind of looks like a really scary share. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a witch. <laughs> the, the, maybe the offspring of Cher and Elvira. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she's an actual witch. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you have drag artists and uh, a child in front. And uh, they're all there <laughs> to say, hey, a, we're people like you. Now, is that a wizard in the back there? Yes, it is a wizard. Okay. It is Just a wizard. Just wanted to make sure I, mm -hmm. I understood. Yes. Is there any Romulans? Uh, is there a, no Romulans. No Romulans. No. Why, didn't, why don't they include the Romulans so, in, the, in the LGBTQQIA acronym? Let me, uh, let me help you out on, on this. They, um, one of the, this guy, or yeah, guy, John Dobby, goes as Crystal Quartz. And uh, he says, people started showing up to all my events, screaming at parents and myself, saying that we were groomers, pedophiles, and a bunch of other homophobic slurs to make everyone feel unsafe to attend. These acts of intimidation have made our safe spaces feel unsafe. You'll notice, let me read this again. See if anything jumps out at you. They started showing up to all of my events, screaming at parents and myself saying that they were groomers, pedophile, and a bunch of other homophobic slurs. Anything step out, uh, uh, stand out in that? Give me it one more time. <laughs> then they started showing up at all of my events, screaming at parents and myself saying that we were groomers, pedophiles, and a bunch of other homophobic slurs. Uh, well, parents? Parents yeah. sticks out there. Parents yeah. sticks out. Now, because mm. I would imagine that your performances used to happen in clubs. Right. Where you wouldn't classify the audience as parents. Right, because how would anyone know? Correct, if you're a parent parents, or not. Unless, unless perhaps children were present. Were present. Mm. Huh. Now, the CBC just ran this really great article where they say that look back in world war ii uh you know they say every every military group had a drag performer 
Now, I miss that in my World War II history, but I'm not saying it didn't happen either. I don't know. I mean, I've seen South Pacific, and that's about as far as I can do to relate. But, you know, they had my favorite Martian in the coconut bra. Okay, so I get it, I guess. But again, no one is arguing about trans performers. You're in the military. You're doing a trans thing. Okay, uh, whatever. I don't want my military paying for it and everything else. But if it's like a, I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's for adults to figure out. Here's what the problem is. And these trans performers and all of the left that is whipping this up fail to appreciate. We are not talking about trans people. We are talking about our children. You do your thing. Okay, boo. We're going to do ours. And I live in a world where that's not healthy for children. How could you possibly say that? Well, I can possibly say that because I've looked at what's happening with gender care all over the world. We need to be more like Sweden. Okay, let's do that. Sweden led the progressive pack on transgender health care. They were the first country to allow people to change their legal gender back in 1972. In 2018, they proposed a law to reduce the minimum age for sex reassignment surgery from 18 to 15. Let 12-year-olds change their legal gender and ditch parent consent. What's happened since in Sweden? Well, in 2022, they decided to stop giving hormones to minors, except in extraordinarily rare cases. And they said, no, no more mastectomies on teen girls. That's Sweden. How about England? The Tavistock Child Gender Identity Clinic in London had 5,000 patient refuel, uh, uh, referrals in 2021. So, you know, before all this madness started in 2011, it was 250. This caused some concern with their health service, their national health service. They hired a pediatrician to do a review. Long story short, they shut the place down. The NHS now has ditched affirming care, which sets the kids on the path of irreversible, irreversible modifications. Okay, England, Sweden, how about France? February 2022, the French National Academy of Medicine issued a statement. A great medical caution must be taken in children and adolescents given the vulnerability, particularly psychological, of this population and the many undesirable effects and even serious complications that some of the available therapies can cause. They describe transgender identification among minors as an epidemic-like phenomena brought on by, among other things, overuse of social networks. They say that psychological support has to be prioritized over medical intervention, and we need to be very honest about the long-term health effects of these transition drugs and surgeries. That's France. Finland. One of the first countries to adopt the Dutch protocol, 
which is the process of treating gender dysphoria in minors with puberty blockers. Now they've changed their tune. A leading expert on pediatric gender medicine in Finland said four out of five teens who question their gender come to accept their bodies if they don't receive medical intervention. She even cautioned against using children's preferred pronouns, saying this is not a neutral act. Now Finland's Council for Choice in Healthcare describes medical transition for minors as experimental and has put a severe restriction on giving out hormones. That's Finland. Now, what are we doing? Boston Children's Hospital director calls for drastic increase in capability for gender surgeries for minors. Washington Times, parents felt pressure from gender clinics to trans, uh, transition uh, children, according to the study. HHS and all of its gender-affirming care. Their new report came out on March 31st on the Trans Day of Visibility. It says gender affirmation, including social transition, changing one's name, pronoun and appearance and gender affirming medical care is appropriate and beneficial for many gender minority children and adolescents. Based on the individual child's or adolescent's needs, gender affirming medical care may be medically necessary. Withholding gender affirming medical care may be um Uh, When indicated, withholding support for gender-affirming exploratory process or withholding support of social transition when desire can be harmful. Goes on and on and on. Why are we so far behind these other countries that we have always had the left say we need to be more like? Why is it the United States is pushing this poison when the countries? who were looking at it honestly have started it before us and now have gone like, okay, 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 bad idea. And they are warning against it and we're doubling down. Why is that, America? I will tell you, this country has gone dark And if you don't stand up now, we will make the Nazis look like rookies. We will. We are a covenant nation who has offended our God. And that doesn't leave a vacuum. Something comes in and fills that space. There will be a God, said Nietzsche. And look what he said that as a warning to the Germans. Let me say the same thing. Who is your God? Your God is science. Your God is power. Your God is money. It's not going to end well. If you need the courage to just stand up for your children, nobody wants to look at it. Nobody wants to believe it's in your own neighborhood, but it is. It is. It's everywhere. And it's a poison to our children. Join the rest of the civilized world. And quite honestly, even the barbarians of the world. We in Canada are pretty much out on this limb by ourselves. And it's got to stop. Driving your car around with you know, with some sort of protection once the warranty has expired. It's just, 
is uh, is a good idea, and it's a really bad idea to drive around without it. Drive around with peace of mind because something's going to happen to your car. It does. It happens. There's always something that, you know, the check engine light comes on, et cetera. And if it's a big thing, my gosh, I mean, it'll just throw your whole, you know, financial plan out the window. CarShield is a company that I do business with privately. I, I have uh, two of my trucks are covered because they're way out of warranty. I mean, years out of warranty. Um, and, uh, and I drive them hard. They're working trucks. So what am I going to do? I'm either going to go and take it in the shop and say, well, it's not worth it, and then have to pay it anyway because buying another used truck will cost me a fortune arm and a leg, kind of stuck. I have car shield. When something happened and it's big in the truck or your car, they cover it. They now cover more things, more car parts, more breakdowns than ever before. It's car shield. It's like... uh, Medical insurance for your car. Car Shield, 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. It's carshield.com back. Save 20% today. 10 seconds, station ID. So during this school year, Um, A mom discovered that a social worker at the Great Salt Bay Community School gave her 13-year-old daughter two chest binders to aid in gender transition. Can you can you imagine? You imagine you're you know, you're in your daughter's room and you see on the floor, you see someplace, you know, hidden, you know, in her chest binders. She's 13, and she didn't talk to you about it. Your first question is, who gave you these? Where did you buy these? And then you find out that it is from a school counselor? Are you kidding me? The school counselor not only gave her two chest binders, but then deliberately tried to keep her in the dark. She's suing. I hope she wins. I pray she wins. We'll probably reach out, have her on the air, see what we can do to help. That is, I think, the way what you were just talking about gets reversed, right? The fact that we're out in front of these other countries gets reversed because people who are actually harmed by this, not just people who have an opinion about it, but people who are actually harmed by it, use the legal system to sue these people out of existence. Yes. By the way, the UK is now looking at a law to define sex as biological only. Just, you know, we're (laughs) way up ahead. Do you believe how low the hurdles are that we root for these days? Oh, I know. This is not something that should be seen as an an accomplishment. Try this on for size. Here's another thing that doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, we're a culture of death. Canada is now demanding, Toronto is demanding the decriminalization of fentanyl and meth for kids. Uh Uh-huh. For kids. What is happening? This, This is a culture of death. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I just don't think there'll be greater blessings that'll come your way or a greater opportunity to serve mankind than to stand up for children against mutilation and death has nothing to do with trans people. I don't care. Trans people have been around forever. Whatever. Do not take my kids into that world. They can grow up and decide for themselves, but not my kids when they're under my protection. Uh, And suicide, fentanyl, crack for kids? The Glenn Beck Program. All right. One of the things that you learn when you have a dog is um, how much affection and loyalty and companionship and how many laughs you'll get from your best friend. And it's important they give it back. It can mean a lot of things, but at first, the most important thing is take care of his health and overall happiness. And a lot of that has to do with the food that you give him or her. Getting your dog the right nutrition can be a real problem. Fortunately, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black invented the solution. It's called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, things that are going to make your dog healthy and happy. Now, most dogs love Rough Greens right off the bat. Uh, They have a special deal for you. They want to give you your first bag free just in case your dog doesn't like it. You share it with your dog. If your dog loves it, you sit back for a couple months and you watch the changes in your dog. First bag is free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to RUFFgreens.com slash Beck. That's RUFFgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Double your savings on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 20 bucks. All right. Let's stand up. Let's, I mean, not now. If you're driving, especially, or if you're in the office or in a meeting and you got the earbuds in and they think you're listening, don't stand up. But, I mean, let's prepare to stand up. What are we standing up for? I don't, I'm tired of being against things. I'm not against uh, transgenderism. I'm for the sanctity of gender. I am for the sanctity of a mother and father's relationship with their child and their protected space around that child. That's what I'm for. I'm for my traditional Christian beliefs. And I know a lot of people are like, he's not traditional. You know, I, I believe all the same things you do. I just happen to believe some other things as well. Our virtues and our values are exactly the same. That's what I'm for. Now, I want to tell you a story about a mom up in Oregon. I know, I know. Why would you be a mom in Oregon? Some people are trapped. Jessica Bates is her name. And she lost her husband uh, and wanted to adopt a couple of kids. And... What the state has put her through is absolutely astonishing. 
Jessica Bates is with us now, as is her attorney, Johann, Johannes uh, Viedmom Delfons. Uh, Johannes and Jessica, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Good to be here. Um, all right. So, uh, Jessica, tell me what happened. Your journey with the state on adoption. Yeah, so I felt like God had put it on my heart to look into adoption and went ahead and got in touch with the Department of Human Services. And after finishing their resource and adoptive families training, I let them know that some of their um, things that they teach about sexual orientation and gender identity, you have to support um, their views and you have to <clears throat> would, would have to take a child for cross-sex hormone injections or possibly post um, pride flags or LGBTQ plus oh things God. on your lawn. You have to support. And I let them know my, my faith convictions. I could not do that. And they ended up denying my application to adopt. And did they come out and say that? Um, there was a phone call where they basically said, we're going to put you on hold. If you change your mind, we can put your application back into circulation. Um, but we're going to put you on hold for now. And then about two months later, they did officially deny me with a letter. Johannes, what is what's the case here? Uh, well, Oregon is discriminating based on religion. It's really as simple as that. They're saying they're, they're making a sweeping claim, which is that people of a certain religious faith are categorically unfit to care for children. Uh, we believe that violates Jessica's First Amendment rights, both her rights to free exercise and freedom of speech. Um, and so that's why we filed this lawsuit. And when did you file it? Uh, we filed it, let's see, on Monday. So on the second, I think it was. Um, and what part of Oregon are you in, Jessica? Vail. I live out in Vail, Oregon, which is a pretty small little rural rural okay. area outside of Ontario. All right. Is that part of the Oregon that wants to secede and go to Idaho? I do believe so, <laughs> I yes. I do believe so, yeah. <laughs> You'd be better off, and so would Idaho, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so you must have support in your community. And this is just coming from the west coast of of Oregon. Yeah, I've had um, since the story kind of since that first interview with Fox the other day, I've had a lot of people reach out and just had somebody here at work say, hey, I want to let you know, I'm supporting you with what you're doing. So and definitely a lot of support. Uh, and I would imagine you're going to take this all the way to Supreme Court if necessary. The Alliance Defending Freedom uh, Johans, um, Johannes, um, uh, tell me about uh, your support and your funding. It all comes, you're, you're, you're doing this for free for Jessica, right? Uh, absolutely. We're a nonprofit. Um, we're supported by people who, you know, just want to support the work that we're doing, which is fighting for our God-given rights to live and to speak the truth. Okay. Um, so when Jessica reached out, you know, we, we said that we wanted to stand by her. Do we have, Johannes, do we have any other examples of this happening in America where the case has been tried? 
Uh, well, so on two fronts, unfortunately, we have heard from other people who are going through a similar thing, being discriminated against because of their beliefs. Uh, but there hasn't been a lot of litigation over this. There is one case that went up to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals that's sort of in the area of New Jersey. Um, but other than, and then there was a case actually in Washington where Washington state settled and, you know, they, they basically relented and agreed that it violated the First Amendment rights to uh, discriminate in this way. It's going to be amazing to watch because, you know, if they change like Washington, OK, we have to do that. I would imagine the culture um, in the government is not supportive of that. I wonder how much of this uh, is actually done uh, just without people knowing about it. Well, right. I mean, just since we filed the lawsuit, we've heard from people. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I mean, hopefully what we're asking the court to do, right, is not just to protect Jessica, but to protect all people of faith, whether they're Christian, devout Jews, Muslims, you know, this goes beyond Jessica. And then obviously, uh, when when the state puts ideology above people the way that it's doing, um, it ultimately hurts the children in need, and which is, again, why we filed this lawsuit. It's amazing to me, Jessica, that um, the left always says, well, nobody's going to want to adopt these children. Why don't you adopt some children? Well, I have adopted children. You are uh, adopting uh, or wanting to adopt children. And then they they say to Christians, no, you can't adopt, which puts the mothers then in the in between. And what do they do? They choose abortion. I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, indecent all of this game is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely unjust, not a level playing field. And I think last year there were about 8,000 children that touched the Oregon foster care system. And these kids need homes. They're so much better when they're set in loving families. And that's, that's what I'm wanting to do and to open up the gates so that more families can help instead of less. It's amazing to me also the, we know the um, foster care system is broken. I, I know kids who have been in foster homes and they're lucky to find a good home. Uh, so many are bad. And here's the state trying to take, you know, good, decent people out of the mix. You take Christians out of the mix for foster care. Uh, good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, and, and, definitely discriminatory. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, I would just add, you know, I mean, Christians have been doing this long before there were uh, departments of health and human services, uh, you know, providing these types of services. And, uh, you know, according to some some surveys, uh, practicing U.S. Christians are twice as likely to adopt as the general public. Um, so for sure, you know, and I think that it's really pernicious because it really puts, puts pressure on a lot of families to violate their conscience. You know, they may feel that, well, if I don't go through with this, who's going to take care of these children? Um, so the state is, this is really about pushing ideology onto people, trying to pressure them to compromise. Um, but all they want to do is, again, they're not asking, they're, they're not saying they're entitled to a child. They just want to care along, you know, serve Fair alongside shot. others on an equal, Fair shot. Yeah, exactly, on yeah. An equal playing field. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Johannes. And, uh, and Jessica, thank you. We'll be following your story. Um, I urge you uh, to get involved. You can help fund cases like this, um, ADF 
adflegal.org. That's adflegal.org. You know, I'm, I've talked to several of these legal foundations, and uh, they don't have a shortage of people willing to help and attorneys to volunteer their time. They're actually finding now a shortage of people willing to stand up. And that's not who we are, America. It's not who we are. You know, they always say, uh, going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, the going has gotten tough now. And uh, we cannot let fear stop us from doing the right thing. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. What are we going to do? Are you really that afraid? In the grand scheme of things, when judgment comes, and it's going to come to all of us, when judgment comes, even if you don't believe in that, you just close your eyes at the end of your life, and your life is flashing in front of your eyes. Do you want to see yourself standing up protecting children from horror shows or sitting down when you should have stood up. Give yourself a break at the end of your life. Give your life meaning. We're all born at this time for a reason. Well, there are a lot of reasons to be alive today. And standing, I can't think of a better, you know, everybody's like, we got to go to war against Really, do we? I've got, we've got to have reparations for slavery. Really? Because there's 40 million slaves right now today in the world. That's more than the 400 years of slavery combined. Why are we talking about past slavery? Why don't we be abolitionists today so future generations don't go, what the hell were those people thinking? Let's break the cycle. Stand up. Find the reason you were born. Maybe, maybe it's to help people like Jessica. I don't know. But if you feel passionately about helping people like this, ADFlegal.org. ADFlegal.org. All right. If bacon is important to you, and believe me, Bacon is at the top of the food pyramid, or is it the bottom of the food pyramid? It's the biggest block, so it's down at the bottom. Anyway, what I'm about to say to you, if you believe bacon is essential, well, I could change your life here in the next couple of minutes. Let me tell you three reasons I subscribe to Good Ranchers. First and foremost, it is really important to get free free bacon for a year. I mean, that's a $240 value. And every time a box arrives, I get a pound and a half of bacon free in every box. I mean, that's actually reason number one and number two, but I'm going to just put it in number one. You know what I mean? Uh, go to goodranchers.com, use the promo code Beck and subscribe while I keep telling you about this. Second amazing reason, when you subscribe to Good Ranchers, you lock in your price. You're not going to get that deal at the grocery store. You go ahead, go to Kroger's and say, hey, can, can I just lock in my meat price now for the rest of the year? <laughs> no, you will with Good Ranchers. And three, Good Ranchers only sources high quality meats from American ranchers, period. 
GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK, $20 off your box. Get free bacon, great meat, a secure price, and a bonus of $20 off right now at GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK, GoodRanchers.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You might be one of the good ones. You might be one of the good people out there that do your do the stuff you're supposed to do. Pay your taxes. Uh, yeah, be an upstanding citizen. Um, remain clothed most of the time in public. But you could be vulnerable to one of America's. That's not universal. Not for everybody. N- not for everyone. Not I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. Um, it's uh, you, you <laughs> still could be a victim though of home title theft. It is uh, one of the biggest crimes in America right now. And you can listen to one of the people who actually used to do this. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. If you don't want that to be you, then you really need to look into getting home title locks protection for your home's title home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud that's a huge problem this one's becoming a bigger problem you can be a victim and not even know it yet and here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name go to hometitlelock.com use the promo code back you can register your address for no obligation home title report it's a hundred dollar value free right now at hometitlelock.com the promo code is beck Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I am really excited. Jonathan Kahn is uh, joining us uh, next, the uh, number one New York Times bestselling author and the bestselling author of The Return of the Gods. Uh, he's going to blow your mind on several, several fronts. Um, he has been looking at the return of the ancient evil. And this is something we started noticing and talking about in 2008. When when was Occupy Wall Street? 2008? Yeah. Yeah, it was in the aftermath of Eight, that. Eight, nine. And yeah. uh, we started talking about the ancient gods of Baal and, and uh, Moloch. Well, he adds a third one. Uh, uh, Ishtar. Ishtar? No. Ishtar is the movie with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, that's it. Because okay. about halfway through the book, I'm like, I don't remember people w- worshiping the Dustin Hoffman movie. That was, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's gonna uh, oh, yeah. he's gonna show us what we're living and doing right now without without really even noticing. Um, also, I want to remind you that uh, this Fourth of July, I invite you to join me uh, in uh, St. George, Utah. I'll be there for the week before, all the way through the fourth. And we are bringing uh, the museum with a $75 million worth of artifacts that will truly blow your mind. We were going through some of the Pilgrim stuff because I'm, I'm lining it, this whole museum out. It's 12,000 square feet. So every day after work, I line everything up. And I was working on the Pilgrim section. I, I mean, we have things that I haven't even seen in the Pilgrim section that are just mind-boggling mind-boggling i pick up a bible and i'm like hey what bible is this and everybody looked at me and went um put 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 that down glenn i'm like okay and yeah some pilgrim you know bible worth quarter of a million dollars that's all that was (laughs) uh it is uh 
It's an amazing uh, thing of artifacts. I want you to go to unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. It is limited, the number that can go through, because we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to see everything. And it's just not a sea of people. So you have to kind of make an appointment to go through. uh, And we take you through as groups. But please don't miss this. Very rare opportunity. We're going to take it up after that to southern Idaho, uh, where I'm trying to raise money to build a a school and a, a library. So... Go get your tickets now for the St. George event at unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. Unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. There's also all kinds of things, uh, special dinners, meet and greets, and, uh, uh, and also lessons on American history from David Barton and I and his son Tim. Find it all at unitedwepledge.org slash tickets. All proceeds. Go to charity. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. You got a picky eater. I get it. I get it. Uh, My dog is a picky eater. Does not like to eat unless I put Rough Greens on it. Once I put Rough Greens on it, he's fine. He eats. He's great. So try getting your dog to eat and eat something really healthy. You just sprinkle this on. This is nutrients you sprinkle on the food. Um, and it's at roughgreens.com slash back, R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Uh, call 833-GLEN-33. You'll get your, uh, your first trial bag for free, roughgreens.com slash back. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Uh, we've got uh, the final hour of the show coming up. Return of the Gods with Jonathan Kahn. An amazing book. An amazing book. He has diagnosed the problem uh, and has some solutions as well. All that coming up. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it is Good Friday. Oh, I'm sorry, not Good Friday. It is uh, Passover, uh, celebrated by millions last night. And tomorrow is Good Friday, Easter weekend. This is a, a week of miracles. And boy, could we use one. I truly believe we have to adopt the 12-step program. If we're going to get out of this, we have to first admit we have a problem then admit uh, all the answers that we come up with are really bad. I'm powerless over this. Uh, I'm going to find a higher power and uh, do his will. Okay? That's, uh, that's kind of the beginning of getting better. We have a problem because we are a covenanted nation. We made covenants. 
at the founding of our nation. And we not only have violated uh, violated those covenants with God, we have thumbed our nose at him and, and much, much worse. And Nietzsche said, you've chased God out. Well, God is dead, really, Germany? What are you going to replace it with? And you saw what they replaced it with. We're going down that same road right now. A guy who I think has this whole thing nailed down is Jonathan Kahn. He's got a great book out called The Return of the Gods. He's nailed it, and he's going to show it to us in 60 seconds. Michael writes in, he's a listener, he said, um, I've been working with Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. She has been such a help since day one, answering all of my questions, and believe me, I had her on the phone a lot. She returned every single one of my calls. My emails were answered really quickly. I wonder if she, is she actually working there all the time? Is she chained to her desk? It has allowed me to rest easy knowing that progress is being made. A friend of mine started his refinancing process a month before us. We close tomorrow. He decided to go with American Financing as well, and he's starting all over. American Financing. If you want excellent customer service, the, the right plan for you and your family, I want you to call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. If you've been a long-term listener of the program back uh, around 2010, I think, I started talking about the evil of Moloch and Baal. And how I felt we were repeating all of the rituals. We just didn't know it. Well, a guy who's actually put meat on that bone, a great deal of meat, and I've learned a ton uh, just reading the book Return of the Gods, is Jonathan Kahn, and he joins me now. Hi, Jonathan. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Great to be back. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, good to have you. Um, so lay this lay this out for us uh, first, kind of just... Uh, uh, show the state that we're in and entering if we don't wake up. Yeah, the, the you know I I got all sorts of emails recently when you shared the the dream that you had and you've been speaking about this for for a, a whole a whole while and the thing is that 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 we are witnessing changes in America that are massive, that are irrational, that even people who are not believers are saying, what is going on? Right. You know, that there's something. Right. And, and so the, the return of the gods is opening up this mystery, and the, and the question being that, what if behind all this, it's not just uh, happening uh, randomly, what if there's something behind it? What if it goes back to ancient times? And what if the gods that we, you know, we hear about mythologically, they're, they're not just tales, but they're there's something behind them, and what if they came back? And what what if we opened the door for it? And the thing is that the the Bible actually, I mean, always gives the answer. And in the book of Deuteronomy, it says that when they're worshiping when they when they're worshiping these gods, the word that it's used is the word shedim, and the word shedim doesn't just mean uh, you know mythology; it means spirits, it means principalities. It says they offered up their children to the shedim, these spirits. When that word was translated into Greek by the rabbis, and they got into the New Testament, the word became daimonia. We get the word demon from it. And so what it's saying is behind these gods of the ancient world were these spirits. And the thing is that all over the world, and so, you know, when you, are, when you 
look at pagan culture, you're looking at the signs of spirit possession. It's all over. But then what happened to it? If to set the stage, what happened was Jesus happened. You know, comes into the world, the, the gospel, the, the word of God goes into the pagan world, goes into the, the world of the gods. Basically, there's a clash. That's why Christians were thrown to the lions in the, in the first centuries over the gods. In the end, it prevails. And the gods are, in a sense, it's the twilight of the gods. The temples of Zeus are abandoned. The shrines of Dionysus are gone. But the thing is, if behind the gods are spirits, then what happened to the spirits? Because the spirits don't die. And to that, the final kind of piece to set it up is this clue that Jesus gives. He gives this parable. He says, when a spirit departs from a man, it goes looking for a place to dwell. Doesn't find it. Says, I'm going to go back to the, my house. Talking about the guy. Goes back to the man, uh, finds the house or, the, or this man's state, empty, swept clean, brings seven other spirits, more evil than himself. They repossess the man. And Jesus said, the last state is worse than the first. But what people miss when they hear this is that at the end he says, so it will be with this generation. He's not talking about just a guy. So the warning is a, an entire civilization can get possessed, can be delivered, and can get repossessed. And the warning to America, or the warning to the modern world, is that any civilization, any nation, any culture that has been delivered of these things, like Western civilization has been, and it turns away from God, empties itself of God, the house is not going to stay empty. Something else is going to come in. And the spirits that were cast out of the house are coming back. Or in other words, the gods will return. And if we want to understand what's been happening to America for the last half century or so, and the West, is that it is this. We are witnessing a repossession. We're witnessing a paganization. You know, the, the spirits, of the, the point is to turn a Christian nation or a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one. And you, you, you alluded to something which is very profound, is that look what, it, what happened when Germany turned away. You know, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't neutral, it wasn't secular, no. it was demonic. Same with Russia. So that's what's happening right now, and we're witnessing it. So it's, a, it's truly amazing. You make such a good point, and you go through all the facts, and we have you for an hour, so we're going to have you go through some of these things. But um, what's really important to remember um, the first commandment in the Torah, you know, Christians will say, you know, I am, you know, the Lord thy God, and you'll have no other gods before me. But in the Torah, it says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. And our founders believed we were completing that journey and we made covenants. So it's, so we cleaned out that house, we were delivered from slavery. And now, if you look at our society and you think, how could we have in eight years gone from abortion should be rare, legal and safe to shout your abortion? How can we go from a a society that says, hey, love is love and you should be able to marry whoever you want uh, to uh, drag queen shows with our preschoolers? How, how does this happen? The, it, the answer is evil is real and it has taken possession of this country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when you look at the, the kind of the original test case, and you're alluding to it, I mean, more than alluding to it, it's Israel. You know, Israel was in yep. covenant with God, and when they turned away from God, it didn't it didn't go well, and it and it was not neutral. What happened is these 
principalities came into the land. They ended up doing exactly what, well, in, or other words, we're doing exactly what they're doing. We're replaying that. You know, you, you mentioned the, the founders of America, John Winthrop. You know, he dedicated America to God, this Puritan, and, and he said, we'll be as a city on a hill. He says, if we follow God, then the blessings that came on Israel will come upon America. Well, it, it did. You know, we become the, we became the greatest, most blessed nation. But people forget what else he said. He said, if we turn away from God, if we turn to, and he literally says, to other gods, he says to the gods of our prophets, the gods of our, our desires, then the, the curses that came on Israel are going to come upon us. That is what we're dealing with, exactly what happened to ancient Israel. In fact, not only, not only exactly, but the same principalities that came to Israel when they turned away from God have now come to America. So we are replaying this ancient mystery, and you know, to much of the, you know, when, you don't have, when you don't deal with God, you're just looking at, it just doesn't make any sense, but when you, you kind of take away the veil and see, it makes total sense. So I, I was on this track for a while, and I'm so glad you wrote this book, because you mm. taught me so much, uh, and I think it's, it's a book that everyone in this audience should read. Um, it's called Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. Um, but I, I stumbled onto this about 2008. I was watching the uh, Occupy Wall Street people, and they started using excrement to smear on things. And it, it, it became so barbaric at times, so ancient. And I called a friend of mine, who I think you know, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and I said, what ha- what's happening here? And he said, Glenn, this, the, these, this is ancient rituals. This is the kind of things that happened in the ancient world, happened at the fall of France, when they you know, mm-hmm. smeared excrement over everything. And the more I look at, especially with our children, sacrificing our children, oh, yeah. that was important. You talk about uh, three gods. Let, let's let's talk about the yes. first one, uh, which yes. is Baal. I believe is the first one for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, I call in the, in the Return of the Gods. I call it the Dark Trinity. And you know, when you look at the fall of Israel, when they turned away from God, they, there are three main principalities or three main gods that really, really embody the whole fall. And the first one who's always mentioned, and you've mentioned him many times. The first that you always mentioned first is Baal and or Baal. And the thing is that the name means literally, you know, I call him the possessor because that's what the name means. It means the possessor, the owner, the master, and the Lord. And so the thing is, he's the first again, almost like that, that spirit that when Jesus speaks about that first spirit that comes back to the house. So the, this is what Baal did to ancient Israel is a few things. One, it says, it said once the door was opened, he began to, the spirit began to drive God out of every part of the culture, every part. And that's exactly what's been happening to America. And, you know, we, you know, when you look at the early sixties, we opened the door, you know, we said, we're going to take prayer out of school. We're going to take the word out of the kid. And I figured, well, it's a little thing not a big deal. It was a real big thing. It's a real big deal, because you're taking God from the children, which is the future. It's going to set the course. And, and you know, the, the law of Jesus in this, the, the parable, is that the house, you empty the house, the house is not going to stay empty. So, you know, we took God out of the school. We took God from the children. Look at what has now come into the schools. Look at what has now come into the children, because it's not going to stay empty. And so what Baal does, he, we've been watching this progressive driving God out of the house of American civilization and the West. And that is a dangerous thing for any nation, any Christian nation to do that, or Judeo 
Christian nation, this is going to, something else is coming in. So you have the progressive driving out of God, out of the culture, out of the public square. Or Then also it says that Baal caused Israel to forget God. It was like an amnesia comes over the culture. Well, that's exactly what's happened to America. You know, when you look back before the 60s, you had an America where actually the, the public school teachers are leading the children in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we can hardly imagine that now, because it has been so successful. We've not only forgotten God, we've forgotten that we ever knew God. You know, that's what happened to Israel. And then it also says he caused them to overturn or abandon the ways of God. Well, we've been watching that progressively happen. We literally, it literally caused us to literally strike down the Ten Commandments. And it's not only in these, I would say, overt ways, but also in, very, in ways we don't even realize. For instance, you know, with monotheism, you have one God, you got one truth. You know, with, with paganism, you have many gods and many truths. So all of a sudden, there's this, this thing in our culture that it's your own authentic truth. You know, if a man says, I'm not a man, I'm a tree, well, then that's his authentic truth. You know, that's not enlightenment, that's paganism. You know, and another, another thing we wouldn't think about, and it's like, but the, the Bible says that when they turned away from God, when they turned to Baal, they started serving the works of their hands. They served their idols. You know, they become enslaved to their idols. Well, interesting, because when Paul, the Apostle Paul, speaks about the pagan world and the idols, he uses the Greek word techne. We get the word technology from it. So here we are now. We have become slaves to our own technology. We literally, you know, people are enslaved, a whole generation is enslaved to their phones, to the computer, and it says that they become become like the ones that they're idols. They become like, so we're, we have a generation becoming less and less human, you know, we have, that one is just, just addicted to this, and while our machines become more human, start taking more power, we literally right. have artificial intelligence that can now master us. So, and, so and, in every single way, we, this is a process of paganization. And when it comes to becoming more like our master, we're now talking about transhumanism. We're, oh, now, yeah. we're now talking about merging man with machine, and that's five years away. Yep. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is also part of it, Glenn. You know, the, we have transhumanism, we have the merging of man and machine, we have the merging of man and animal. And when you look at the, you know, when you look at the ancient, ancient paganism, you see that's exactly what they did. Number one is they put, you know, they had images of yeah. man and animal. M- m- many of these gods are merging it. Well, we're doing the same thing now, not with clay, but with the genetic code. You know, and also, you know, the person was basically, was linked to his, there's confusion in paganism between you know, image and reality, and you know, and basically the idol and God. So yeah, so we mer- we're merging ourselves with our works, with our, and also even we have virtual reality. We're confusing. We can't even. We don't even have a clear concept of reality anymore. This is all paganism. Okay, it's all the revival. All right. So that is the first god. He is uh, the owner or the master, and it's Baal or Baal. Um, wait till you hear the second and the third master. We'll go there in 60 seconds. More with Jonathan Kahn. The book is The Return of the Gods. A must read. I've been listening to it on, on audio, and it's fantastic. Um, all right. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, our sponsor. It's Preborn. There is nothing that is going to save this nation except God. If you don't believe in God, fake it until you do. Um, because it is the only thing that we can trust to save us. But we have to be on his side. Not uh, we, He'll never be on our side. We have to be on his side. 
Jesus is very, very clear. You would have wished that you had never been born. I'll put a millstone around your neck and drop you in the middle of the sea if you harm children. There's a lot of harm to children going around right now. And there is nothing that will bring us uh, more meaning in our life and also more divine providence in our life than saving children. Preborn provides ultrasound machines and technicians and the, the salary for them to be able to put them into women's centers, preborn women's centers, and that's saving lives. You, you go from a woman coming in for an abortion, 80% chance she changes her mind when she sees the ultrasound and hears the heartbeat. Ultrasounds, however, are expensive, and we need your help. Ultrasound, $28. You can make a donation of $5, a million dollars, whatever you have. But $28 is for every ultrasound. For every ultrasound machine, it's $15,000. Can you help save lives? Our goal is to save 80,000 children this year, and we can do it. I want you to dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. We're skipping an awful lot of stuff from the book, um, but I want to get to the three gods because you will see how we have moved. Now, I have two minutes here, uh, Jonathan. So, I mean, I don't know if you have plans tomorrow, but I may have to invite you back tomorrow to finish all of this. Um, yeah, we could. Yeah, I'll be open if 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 we need. Okay. Um, yeah, well, let me let me maybe this. If we have two minutes, let me just let me throw in this, and we can get to you know this. Fir- the first principality is the one, as we said, Bale brings the rest. But the one thing I didn't even mention, and that is that the key sign that Bale has taken over a country is the sign in ancient times was the sign of the molten bronze bull. That was Bale's sign everywhere, every, in Israel, everywhere, and could it appear in America? Go down to New York City, and you will, right, kind of where the harbingers are, you will find a massive bronze molten bull. The people, the sign of Baal, they didn't know what they were doing. You know, they just put it up for another reason. But it is a sign of a nation that once knew God, that's turned away, given itself to the gods. And by the way, also, this principality, Baal, was the sign of the god of prosperity. So what is the sign in America of our prosperity? A bull market. The bull, you know, bullish, all that. So even without knowing it, you know, this is where... This this is what we do. Um, to set the stage for the next one, Baal had a wife. You know, the next of the dark trinity is a she. It's a goddess. Okay. And in the Bible, she's called Ashtorah, or, but she's all over. This is called, in Babylon, she was called Ishtar. In Sumer, Inanna, in Greece, she was called Aphrodite. This is an ancient principality that is the goddess of unbridled sexual immorality. But, oh, mm. Sex taken out of marriage, out of context, out of everything. And she was a a prostitute as well. And so the thing is, there's so much of this, but to set the stage is that, what would we expect to happen? Well, first you have the bail, you have the turning away of God. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't spill it all. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. More with Jonathan Kahn and the second, the second God America is worshiping in. They have no idea. 
The name of the book is The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Barbara wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She said, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian. I had to learn how to walk again, and I was always in pain after that. But since I've been taking Relief Factor, I have found so much relief that I needed from that pain. Thank you. Barbara, I'm so glad that you're walking again. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well with your pain. I know that uh, uh, I lived with severe pain in my life for a while, and, man, anything that gave me relief and I could keep you know, my mind, I wasn't getting foggy from it. I was so grateful for, and Relief Factor has changed my life. Three-week quick start, available now. It's nineteen ninety-five. It's a trial pack, so try it for three weeks. It's not going to space you out. It was developed by doctors, but it's all natural. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them have gone on to order more month after month. Just try it, will you? See if you can't get your life back, the life you were meant to live. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Head over to blazetv.com/glen, use the promo code stand up, you'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So, we are talking to Jonathan Kahn about his book, The Return of the Gods, and we're just going to have time just to scratch the surface on uh, these these ancient gods that I believe are truly possess- possessing this country. We are not fighting Republicans and Democrats. We, we, we're not. We're not. There's an evil that has taken control of the people, and if we don't address the spiritual nature of this war we lose we lose um because this is and the only thing that will save us is i'm sorry to get all preachy on you but in the name of jesus christ depart you have no place here and us humbling ourselves recognizing his power the lack of power that we have uh, and apologizing and, and asking for forgiveness on the mistakes that we have made. Um, Jonathan Kahn has laid out the return of the gods in such a great way. It's a fascinating read. Um, and we were just going over Baal, and you were just talking about the next god that has been introduced into America. Yeah. This is, in the book, it's called the Enchantress. And this is the goddess of really sexual, unbridled sexual uh, licentiousness. She sexualizes cultures. And this, by the way, everything we're talking about happened to ancient Israel, just like it's happening to us. And so it, in the Canaanite mythology, she was, a, she was the wife of Baal. But again, she's everywhere. So what we'd expect is that here you first have Baal, you have the turning away, early 60s. And by the way, none of these things have stopped. And then you have, you'd expect to have now, it's, in the Bible says Baal, and then it says, 
says Ashtora. She's often listed as number two. And so the next thing you'd expect to happen is a, some kind of transformation in the realm of sexuality will come upon America. It's exactly what happened. And we call it the sexual revolution. It's not an accident. That's what happens when this comes. And the thing is that if the principalities, if their, their agenda is to basically transform a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one, well, this one does it through the realm of sexuality. She's a seductress. And so she does it through, through using, basically, sexuality uh, to seduce a nation. And we look how powerfully this, this has been used ever since the 1960s. Well, the thing is, what happens with the sexual revolution? It's the overturning, basically, of Judeo-Christian values concerning marriage, concerning gender, concerning all that. It's one by one. And the thing is that she basically, in ancient times, and this is part of paganism, she, she sexualizes a culture. Remember, she's a prostitute. And so a prostitute takes sex out of marriage and puts it into the marketplace. So what we've been watching is the removal of sex from the covenant of marriage and the sexualization of our culture, the sexualization of our children everywhere. And in fact, you know, the Greeks, you know, when they, they worshipped her as Aphrodite and they, they called her the sacred prostitute, the word in Greek for prostitute, this is who she was, is the word porne, from which we get porn Porno. or pornography. She, and it's not an accident, Glenn, because she is the, basically, this is the inventor of pornography. The first pornography on planet Earth is the literature and the images of this goddess. In fact, pornography means the literature of the prostitute. And so she basically, you know, basically our culture gets flooded with this. And this is the sign of, this is the sign of basically ancient paganism put into high-tech, you know, uh, internet and all but even when we say the culture is being eroticized, that comes from a Greek word, Eros. Eros was a god whose mother was Ashtora, was this goddess. So she produces pornography. Porn comes from this, and erotica. So we have this whole, this whole basically, this, this takeover of the culture. And what else does a prostitute do? A prostitute weakens marriage. So at the same time, we see the weakening of marriage, the destruction of marriage, the destruction of homes. The destruction of children. Well, that is all from this goddess. And, and on top of it, Glenn, I mean, you know, just to touch on it, um, this was also the goddess of, of the occult. You know, and, and at the same moment, you have the revival, you have the sexual revolution, you have the revival of the occult, of tarot cards, of, of psychic hotlines, of fortune witches. tellers. Yeah, which, yeah, in fact, I'm glad you said it, because now, right now in America, there are more witches than there are Presbyterians. That's how far we have gone. Another sign of paganism. So then this has not stopped to this day. Okay. So we're going to have time for one more. I, I need to ask you if you would come back at the same time yeah, tomorrow, because there's I just will. so much because, to unpack here. I think, I think the most explosive thing is that last part. So yeah. Come back. So the, the last one is, and let's, let's spend five minutes on him. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. last one is the destroyer. Yeah, the destroyer is the ancient god, again, that Israel turned to, that, that causes parents to offer up their own children as sacrifices. This is, Mo, this is Moloch. He is yes. the owl god. He is, and I'm telling you, I know with everything in me, we are worshiping Moloch right now. That's our oh, yeah. society is worshiping the destroyer without even knowing it. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing about all this, is that without even knowing it is the key thing. Yet we're manifesting it all without realizing it. You know, the, when Israel turned away from God, they started offering up their own children. And actually, this is the sin that destroyed the nation. This is what Jeremiah cried out against. This is what brought judgment. Well, you know, this is, this is the most pagan act. And by the way, it was not uncommon, because in the pagan world, it was not uncommon to have human sacrifice, child sacrifice, and, as, right. as you, and also, it was not safe to be a child, not no. just with abortion, but infanticide, abuse. We're watching it now, you know. And so the thing is, just like clockwork, you have, first you have, you have the bail, you have the turning, you have Ashtorah, the sexual revolution, and then what comes next? At the end of the 60s, we begin to offer up our own children. And, you know, 1970, we start introducing it, becomes legal across the land in 1973. We start offering up our children. This is the most pagan of acts. And the thing is, you remember, Jesus said when they come back, you know, these spirits come back, they come back worse. Well, Israel offered up thousands of children. We have offered up over 64 million of them. They come back worse. And when I looked at how, you know, you look at the ancient sacrifices, the child sacrifices they offered up, you see the same, the same manifestation in abortion. Example, why did, you know, why did these parents even offer up their children? Because they were told, if you do it, this God is going to bless you. It's going to, going to give you prosperity, going to give you a financial gain. Your fields are going to prosper. Well, why are women told to do this? Because they're told, well, you know, if you have a child, you're going to lose your, your, your career. You're not going to make, you're not going to be successful. You're, well, same thing. Another thing is, which children were offered up to this God more than any other? It was the children of the poor. They, in fact, rich people even paid poor people to have their children. Well, which, which children are, are offered up to abortion more than? It's the children of the poor, children of minorities and the poor. And so everything, in fact, I, sh- I put in the book, you know, they, they consider this holy. I mean, this is crazy, but this is what happens when you turn away from God. They consider it holy. But the thing is, what they, the, they're actually abortionists today, radical feminists, that actually speak of abortion as a holy sacrament, oh, yeah. a holy sacrifice. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's crazy, but I, I, you wouldn't believe it, but, I, but that's why I put it in the book. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, uh, absolutely true. Where was it in... Uh uh, New Mexico recently, uh, you had the uh, Church of Satan or whatever they're called, the Satanist Church, actually start an abortion clinic. And they said it was ritualistic sacrifice. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, we, we have just gone so far off the uh, beaten path. What's frightening to me is, you know, you say, Let, let's look at these. They started in the 60s through the 70s. But we have taken a turn of acceleration on all of these things yes. like nobody's business. It's, it's, it's like birth pangs, except they're coming every day stronger and stronger. We're about to give birth to something mm. that is uh, we're not going to. If you saw Rosemary's baby, you don't want to look at this baby, what we're giving a birth to. Yeah, interesting that you say that, because we're talking about giving birth, and we're talking about abortion, and we're talking about death. You know, the Bible actually speaks in those terms, giving birth to that. And, you know, what, you, what, you know, what we talk about when you talk about Rosemary's baby is that, you know, the Bible all, all ultimately says, and it talks about the end times, and it talks about it says that all these things that are happening, it talks about seducing spirits, right. it talks about it all leading to something. You know, as, you know when you turn away from God, there, you know, there's no other, there's no other alternative. You're, you turn away from the light, there's 
going to be darkness. You turn away from God, it's paganism. Even if we don't call it that, we are subject to the same thing. And so, you know, Glenn, when, it, when it fir- they first come in, or when these spirits come in, they come in in the name of tolerance. You know, anything goes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know just do your own thing. It's only to open the door in a Judeo-Christian civilization to say, you know, be open to it. But once the, the gods or the spirits get in, and once they get empowered, as you said, it's accelerating, once it happens, then tolerance goes out the window. Okay. Then it becomes every knee shall bow. Then it becomes if you don't celebrate with us, we're going to cancel you. And that's what happened in ancient times in Israel. That is what's happening now. And it's um, what's terribly frightening is all of the things that our doctors now are talking about, gender mutilation, um, yeah. they're talking about transhumanism, all of these things were the ideas of the early eugenicists in America and in Germany. And we have the ability to do some of those things now. And it is seemingly that the first ones that were offered up on the altar or were the high priest were the scientists and medical professionals in Germany. And it's happening here in America and for some reason, we just can't seem to wake up from this nightmare. Too many of our friends are asleep. And I, I, I never thought, I never understood how the people in the Bible didn't see, hey, we just did this. Um, yeah. But we're doing that ourselves. And how our friends and neighbors who are good, decent people are under a spell where they just are defending evil. Something that you know they don't actually believe. They, they don't. They wouldn't have said that ten years ago, and here yeah, they are. It, yeah, it's it, yes. You know, yeah, it, just a few years ago, they, it would be a horror. It'd be crazy. This is exactly what we're talking about because this is not natural. You know, this is something that is supernatural. This is of the spirit because you cannot explain it rationally. When you look at, you know, when you mentioned you mentioned Germany, which is so important in this because because that gives a warning sign to us. Mm-hmm. The thing is that here were good people. I mean, you know, you know, decent people, and yet what happened to them? This was a national possession. I mean, this was a repossession. They were embracing what they once called evil. You know, the Bible says, what are those who call good evil and evil good? Well, we're in that now, and, you know, sometimes we say, you know, I can't, I can't see, how could this, not, well, listen, if I was there back in Germany, I would have said this, well, you're there, you know, or if I was back in the Bible when they were doing this, I would say this, well, you're there now. These are truly biblical times, you know. In fact, in fact, the times when we, you know, we weren't dealing with these principalities so blatantly, that's the exception. When you look at most of the Bible times, they're dealing with it, you know, and it's only the gospel or the power of God and the word of God that has been the antidote. But once you take it out, you do so at your own peril. Uh, Jonathan, we'll have you on again tomorrow to finish this and okay. show the way out. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, I'm I'm asking you as an audience member to fast and pray for our nation. Um, reading in Matthew earlier this week, when the when the apostles can't figure out how to exercise why is it not working for us and it works for you jesus uh jesus says because all these things come from fair from fasting and praying if we don't fast and pray we 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 won't be able to exercise this we have to shake this evil and chase this evil out of our own lives so tomorrow on good friday i ask you to join me in fasting and praying for our nation 
uh, please spread the word. And Jonathan Kahn will return tomorrow. Um, we're going to try to get him into the same hour tomorrow uh, to uh, finish this. The name of the book is The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. The Return of the Gods. Okay, there's a couple of things going on. Um, this morning, I was talking in hour one of the podcast about the uh, job numbers, and uh, we're not expecting anything really great uh, to happen. In fact, the market is starting to realize that, uh, gee, I guess uh, all that get glitters is not gold, and gold is gold. It is just past the $2,000 level. It was up to, uh, I think... 2020 um a 38 rise for gold just yesterday and 93 cents for silver the citigroup just said in the very near term they see gold at 2300 and then up uh gold is battling the dollar right now and as the dollar loses value gold is the the storehouse it is the only thing that doesn't have you know a challenge to it a downside somebody else that it owes to so please call goldline today get your hands on some gold or silver and protect yourself and your family goldline is offering one free ounce of copper mayflower round with every quarter ounce gold mayflower round that you acquire uh, for direct delivery to your home just call Goldline today. Do your own research. Find out if it's right for you. They have them in gold or silver. But find out. Please protect yourself. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Not sure if I hit this yesterday, and I was planning on doing a lot on it today, and we got waylaid. So we're going to have to talk about it again tomorrow. But Jamie Dimon, uh, he is, you know, he's the titan and, uh, you know, one of the big guys that uh, donates to the Democratic Party. Um, he is the chief executive of J.P. Morgan Chase. He just made a statement in his annual shareholder letter. Permitting reforms are desperately needed to allow investment to be done in any kind of timely way. This is global climate change. We may need to evoke eminent domain because we're simply not getting the adequate investments fast enough for grid, solar, wind and pipeline initiatives. So what they're saying is people aren't willing to just, you know, give them the land. They're not willing to give up their farmland. So the government's just going to have to go in and just take it. It's one of the most incredible things coming from the head of J.P. Morgan Chase. That is astounding to me. Uh, and uh, no, no, the answer is mm, no. What if they really want it, though? No. Yeah, but they need it for now, the environment. Let me think about the no. Glenn Beck program.